Welcome to the Physio Mentor Program, a program designed for physiotherapy private practice owners wanting and needing to outsource the training of graduates within their business. Our mission is to create private practices that you would have wanted to start a career in. Hi everyone and welcome to Physio Mentor. Whether you're listening to this on our podcast or whether you're watching this today, we're extremely lucky to have Tracy Seacom from Soul Pleaser and she's come along today. It's a funny story how I actually found about found out about Tracy. I was li- I'm married to a grazier as most of you may know and I was listening to a podcast about um it was called a, a profitable farmer or something like that. And Tracy was one of the people that they were talking to on the podcast about burnout and in graziers and things like that. And as I got talking, I heard a, a snippet from Tracy that she's actually a physio. So I was uh, straight onto my computer and basically sourced out Tracy and said, Tracy, can we please have a chat around burnout and, um, and our profession physios, which I'm sure you're well aware of the problem. So I'd like to introduce Tracy to you all. Hi, Tracy, how are you going? Hi, Mel, really well, thank you. Thanks for having me today. Yes, thanks for coming along. Um, so the big elephant in the room for all of us, whether we be um, people listening to this, either will be private practice owners who have hired young physios in their team. They'll either be student physios that are about to graduate or they'll be graduate physios that are already in the workplace in private practice. And from any of those people that we deal with, the common theme or the elephant in the room that we can sometimes hear is that burnout is quite prevalent in our young physios. And it's a big concern, I know, for myself as a business owner. Um, I've even, I've experienced that with my own team at times, um, despite trying to do everything we possibly can. And I, I feel I've reached out to you because I'd like to hear your points of view. So the first, I suppose the first question I'd like to ask is, um, how would you describe burnout and what do you think about it in our profession? Well, burnout for me, it's interesting because when I was burning out, I had no idea actually that I was in burnout because it felt very normal for me to be constantly doing Uh, constantly thinking and never switching off. And so burnout for me occurred in 2016 when I was running three businesses and I have three children, a husband. And one of those was a physiotherapy business that I'd had for 22 years. And I, I think about the physio profession and I can clearly explain from my point of view why I think that there's a predisposition for burnout amongst physiotherapists. And that is because part of the reason that we are able to become physiotherapists is because we are high achievers, type A personalities, and we are carers and empaths. And so for me, what I find about burnout and when I reflect on my own burnout and now all the clients that I work with who are in burnout is that we are pushing so hard to prove ourselves our self-worth is very attached to achievement. So I reflect on my daughter who is now doing business, but initially she decided to aim for physiotherapy when she was doing year 12 
for the mere purpose of pushing herself really hard in year 12 to get a very high score. So it starts at a very young age when we realise that we're clever. We're like, what shall I do with my career? I know I'm smart enough to become a physiotherapist. So already your drivers are based on pushing to succeed and to be the best. So we can be perfectionists and we can judge ourselves based on whether things go well or whether they don't go well and our attachment to our own ability and whether we can feel good about ourselves if it went well or if it didn't go well. So it's very conditional self-love or self-acceptance. And I, this was definitely the case for me. So I felt good if I felt like I did a good job or if I got praise or recognition or a good result with a patient. But I felt bad about myself if I didn't meet that criteria. So I realise now that it wasn't external people putting that pressure on myself. It was internal pressure and I was hard on myself. And so that means that no matter how many hours you're doing at work, you are constantly in your head because you're either rehashing the day, thinking about whether things went well, whether you could have done things better. You know, I shouldn't have said that. And Oh, what about when she said that? What, what, I wonder what she meant. Maybe she thinks I'm not going, doing a good job. Maybe I'm going to lose my job. Or thinking about the to-do list for tomorrow and starting to fret about all of those things that we might have to do. So can you relate to that, Mel? Do you think that that would make sense, being still in the profession? Oh, Tracy. Um, if anyone can't see me because they're listening to this on the podcast, I'm completely nodding and just... Uh, you know can relate totally and I think even myself you know not even I think we do say this about young physios um, which we're trying to really look after and support but I mean you know even myself I think I can totally relate to that but then the question is how do you how do you stop running in front of the train and just ride the train how do you how do you stop so well, for me, the first step was awareness and I had to become aware of the fact that I was in burnout. So we'll go through the stages of burnout so that people can, first of all, have the awareness because while I was in denial and it felt normal, I was just going to always continue down that track. But I do want to add the other re reason that I mentioned before about physiotherapists in particular because obviously there are a lot of people that have this high level of perfectionism and who are very clever but then you add in the other factor which is the caring industry mm -hmm. so anybody that is drawn to the health industry whether it be physiotherapist OT vet I'm off to the Gold Coast this week to speak to vets um, nurses my mum was a nurse we care about other people and we are empaths, which means that we actually feel what other people feel. Now, I was such an empath that really, if I was to be interviewed now to see whether I was a fit for physiotherapy, I would actually suggest that I wasn't. I was such an empath that somebody could walk into the room and I would feel their shoulder pain before they even mentioned it. So not only did I take on their emotions, I took on their physical symptoms. And you will find that a lot of physiotherapists have musculoskeletal pain and they will put it down to all the practical reasons, like I'm bent over the bed all the time and it's my posture and because that's what we're trained to do. But what I realise now is that I was energetically taking on the energy of the people that walked into the treatment room. 
And so if we don't know how to manage that energy and we don't know how to set up a way of protecting ourselves from that energy, then we will take on that energy and take it home with us. And so we're not only an emotional roller coaster within our own mind because we're being hard on ourselves, we're also an emotional roller coaster because we don't know how to manage other people's emotions. So if our boss is in a bad mood, we we will take it on. If the patient is in a bad mood, we will take it on. And the patient's in pain. So there's a very good chance that patient isn't going to be particularly positive in their interaction with you. So now as a coach, I'm dealing with people in burnout. So if I'm going to lower my vibration and join them in the way that they're feeling because they're in burnout, then I'm going to be in burnout as well. I'm going to be exhausted. And so understanding energy and understanding how it's linked to burnout is important in terms of knowing what to do about it when we get to that point. But the very first step for you to be able to change burnout and to start feeling better and to recover from burnout and prevent burnout. I mean, the most important thing, if anybody watches this or listens to this and they identify with being in phase one, that's where you want to stay is in phase one. And it is possible to stay in phase one. And the skills that I want to share with you today and the tools will allow you to be able to stay there. Wonderful. That's amazing. Yeah, it's funny. I just recruited a new practice manager and her background is in banking. And so physio is a whole new world to her. And her uh, first comments to me when we've talked about, um, you know, young staff and managing, managing them is she said, oh, it's just amazing how much of the emotional side these young physios take on. And she said, that's something I'm really not used to, especially in the banking world. And and I thought, that's that's very true. And you've just said the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a reason for us to be emotional. And when we compare the generations, like if you think about where you're at and then you observed the, young, the younger generation, what's really positive about the younger generation coming through is that deep down, they still know the truth, which is life is meant to be joyful. And so it feels even more incongruent for them than it does for us, the generation that have, that have been taught life is hard. And if you want mm. to be successful, you need to work hard. The younger generation are not buying that and they're right. They're absolutely right. We're the ones that have been given this misconception about working hard for success. So they are more tuned in to this truth where life should be balanced and we should love what we do and we should have plenty of time for, you know, fun and connecting with the people we love. Whereas those of us in that older generation where we've grown up watching our parents work really, really hard and making lots of sacrifices, we have believed what we have observed and we've modelled it. And so sometimes for us, it needs a real wake-up call, which is what occurred to me in 2016. My mum died in 2016 of cancer and I observed her be a martyr, put everybody else first, walk, get walked all over, work all the time, say yes to everybody. And that's what led to me having my breakdown breakthrough and, and starting Soul Pleaser. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to get to that point. And I don't believe that the younger generation will. I think that I'm going to be seeing a lot more people in the younger years being able to implement these tools so that they stay in the phase one of enjoying what they do and really having that balance and we can learn from them. Why do you think the younger generation have that mindset that potentially 
maybe myself or my parents don't have? What you, where's the shift come? How did that happen? So this is what I believe. Um, I believe that my parents were struggling with working so hard and they wanted to have more balance, but they had no idea how to do it. And so I am better off than them. So I have created that balance in my late 40s. I started to change. And so my children are going to benefit from the changes that I'm making. And so there is this flow on effect. Every generation has it better than the generation before. You know, if you think about us women sitting here talking, both running our own businesses, having absolute equality in our own personal situations, there are women that don't. But you, you think about the suffragettes, you think about women 100 years ago, and there was not equality at all. You know, they were treated like slaves and second and, you know, second class citizens. So we pave the way. So in fact, everything that my mum went through to struggle has enabled me to have a better life. And now what I'm going through is enabling my daughters and my son to have a better life. But I can see that already in my adult daughters who are at university. They are making sure that they're having fun and that they're exercising and eating well and balancing their lives in comparison to what I was doing at the same age where I was just pushing, working, you know. And so I think that we have paved the way for them to have this greater balance. And I think that there's an energetic shift happening globally. And you will see that through COVID, for example, where we had this opportunity to be at home and go within and actually create some space. Um, for some people, it meant more work. And so they got busier. So we can go one of two ways we can respond to calamity by actually getting more into our limiting beliefs or it can be an opportunity for us to wake up have awareness and start to shift towards what we really do want but I really believe that there is a global awakening where people are becoming aware of the truth which is life is meant to be joyful we're here for joy and to do what we want.